any big change that someone has in their life, it's precipitated by pain. Really, you know, it's it's pain. We move towards pleasure and away from pain. And if the pain gets big enough, you'll do the other thing that's also painful. You know, it's the lesser of two pains. So stepping out of my comfort zone and trying to take the risk was not as scary to me as staying on the wheel and not getting anywhere, of staying in that circle. And I really had nothing to lose. Hi everybody, David Donaldson here once again, joining you with my associate, Joe Martin. And this week, we're excited to bring to you our esteemed guest, Gina Tofano from Ask Gina. Gina's been in real estate in the Northern Virginia area for quite some time and has an incredible experience to share with us. We're really excited to hear about it today. As we talk and we go through these each week, we have different inspiring stories that kind of have come around. And one thing is for certain to kind of stirs up that there's always a background. There's a reason. And we're interviewing entrepreneurs. We, we understand the impacts that they have and businesses had on their lives. But what's really moving to kind of set the tables to talk about where it started for you. Like what set off that light bulb that said, hey, you know what? I've got something I want to do. It's going to allow me to lead my best life, and I'm going to be able to impact others along the way. Hi, I'm Gina Tifano with Team Agency, part of Keller Williams Realty. I don't think it's what turned the light bulb on. I think my light bulb didn't shut off. I was a young kid, like, well, a million years ago. <laughs> and, you know, you, you always want to try things and do things. And I see it in my own kids as they grow up. They have all these great ideas and big ideas and things they want to do. And I think the world naturally kind of shuts you down and funnels you into a J-O-B. You know, you have to get a job, you have to pay the bills. And um, I was headed down that path as well when I um, got pregnant with my first son. And we were young and we had no money and we had to make it work. So creativity stayed really important there. Um, we tried doing, well, I tried doing all sorts of things. I had the benefit of him having a job to pay the mortgage, but we would never be able to get anywhere unless we got creative. Um, there's a whole host of things I tried to do. Home daycare, do not recommend. That was very, very hard. Um, oh, I cried every day. That was so Wait, hard. so you, you, you had a home daycare business? Oh, yeah. So when my son was born, I went to work, put him in daycare and was left with $10. Like, let's be real. You know, we were, it might have been 20, but you know what I mean? Like all of my money is going to daycare or my lunches or gas. And why am I away from my son? So then I thought, well, I'm dropping him at this woman's house. What if I just watched other kids? Then I could spend time with my son. I wouldn't make as much gross as I did, but I'd still make money. And so I put an ad in a little local newspaper because this is pre-internet. And I started watching babies. It lasted, it turned out to be the best thing ever, but it was absolutely horrible. Um, it's 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. It is thankless work. The parents are all, ha you know, frazzled, dropping their kids off before work, picking them up after a long day at work. You're frazzled. You're by yourself trying to make them all happy during the day. Um, it is really, really hard work. I was not cut out for it in a full-time position, but I ended up, um, one of the parents had two kids and had a flexible schedule and I kept her. I got rid of all the full-timers in just a few months. It was a short, short stint. 
Um, we ended up trading daycare for the next 10 years, wow. which allowed me to get my real estate license and launch the next venue. Um, and, you know, everything just sort of steamrolled from there. But had I not gone down that route, um, I wouldn't have found it. But really what I needed to do was find a way to make money and spend time with my son. And there's a ceiling on what you can do. I was 21. There's a ceiling and how much money you can make. Um, and there's definitely a floor for daycare. And those two are very, very close to each other when you're young. So I had to get creative and I just took all the, you know, when you're super young, you're I was babysitting, I was delivering newspapers. I mean, I was hustling all the time, wherever I could. So I just took my hustle into the adult world. Um, it's like, it never shut out. It, there's so many things I've started now. It's a little crazy, but that was the big the big jump. So what um, I'm hearing you say is that daycare is for professionals, similar to when you see someone do a for sale by owner, you should probably keep real estate for the professionals as well. Is that what I'm a, hearing you say? Amen. Amen. It is not, <laughs> you know, like it's the same thing. You can get a real estate license. You can open a daycare business. They're both really easy to start. I am not cut out for the daycare business. And um, you definitely need people who know what they're doing. I thought because uh, here's another little piece about, I don't want to talk about daycare the whole time, but, um, my son was nine months old when I started doing that. So I thought, because I knew how to take care of babies, I would only watch babies. So I had four kids, nine months or younger. And you do, I, all I did was sit there on the floor with like babies cradled in my knees, babies in little, this is before the big car seats. So I have them all in the little things, holding bottles, changing diapers. That's all I did. I was not, I did not have, um, the only skill I had was I had kept a baby alive for nine months. Um, that was my training. And I mean, he's still alive now, so. Plus the three others that somebody thought was a good idea to put in your kit. Two others. It's three total. Please don't give me another one. <laughs> but yes, so that was how it started. But it was really like during that time, I was doing a lot of things. I was um, an extreme couponer. I was entering contests online. I was doing every, I was working for a, um, a copier repair company, like a solo owner. And I was doing all their marketing so I could get a piece of whatever business I brought. I mean, I tried a whole bunch of little things in short bursts and real estate just sort of worked. It was the one that stuck. But I don't think real that- estate? So, so- you had all those different, you were kind of like fishing all over yeah. the place. And then you finally got a hook, line, and sinker into real estate. What was the, I always, this is always a great question. So me personally, I got into real estate because I answered a Craigslist ad. Uh, to, <laughs> and I, answered, I went to an, uh, an interview at nine o'clock at night in Northeast DC uh, in an area I went, I was, went to college in, but definitely not someplace you want to be going at nine o'clock at night in 2012. Um, so <laughs> my question is- You really got to be careful with Craigslist. You never, you could end up, being a real estate agent like that's <laughs> yeah uh it, it, at that and it's you know it had some legitimacy to it it wasn't back pages yet but um that being said <laughs> how did, what was your inciting incident what was the thing like I had another friend of mine tell me that they they were in a really low place they had just gotten fired they turned on the tv at three o'clock in the morning and it was a how to get your broker's license on some infomercial and that's how they got into real estate so what was your uh well, thing that pushed you over the edge so we're in that young, poor and parent mode and I'm hustling. I'm the hustler. I'm the one that has to sort of, you know, 
put all the band-aids on to hold this ball together. And um, at the time I had firmly believed, I must've read Rich Man, Poor Man or something as a kid. I don't even know if that was around yet, but I had in my head that life was monopoly. And I don't know where that came from. Like I didn't grow up in a very, it wasn't taught at home. Let's just say that. So I don't know where I picked that up, but I was adamant that we should not rent. So we were renting and I was adamant that we should not. And we were going out with these, I hate to even say this story. We were going out looking at these townhouses with this real estate agent and I hated her. And I tried another one and I hated them. And nobody was answering my questions. Nobody was, (laughs) they were just trying to sell me the house. I don't want to see the bow. I want to know what does this do to my money? How hard is this to take care of? I had like all of these big questions other than do I like the kitchen sink and I was getting very frustrated so in my remember I'm in hustle mode I can get my license and then we can use that money for the closing cost like I'll get paid to do this and I'm sure I'll be better than they are so I'm also I'm the person who when the internet first came out like when it came off of AOL and became a web browser I had to read books on how to program HTML before I could use it like I have to understand things before I do them Aside from homework for this podcast, I'm sorry, David. Um, so you're coding on a DOS-based system. I got you. That, that's yes. pretty impressive. Um, and so that was all that time frame. And so I got my license so we could buy a house. I could save money. And I just knew that this was the way to grow. And then it stuck. It was just, I had the part-time daycare thing going on. And um, so I had no daycare costs. I could work. She would get her schedule six weeks at a time. She works for a hospital, still does. And I would work around her schedule. Our kids grew up together. It was the best thing, but that's how it started. I couldn't find an agent I liked and I was in hustle mode. So I could save myself $4,000 if I got my license. So I was my only client for an entire year. Let's just. (laughs) All right. But you, you laid the groundwork and here's what I can tell you. You started off in the beginning of saying, you know, it, that light bulb never went off and I've known you 10 years now and I I can see that about you right I got we've talked a lot and I've seen how you have hustled your way through and done and continue to do a lot of different and creative things however at this point in your life that the real estate is that the core to that right real estate is my foundation it allows me to do everything else that I want to do that I strive to do it allows me to send my kids to college it allows me to travel the world it allows me to meet new people it allows me to start other businesses short-term rentals long-term rentals flipping I mean it allows me you know it allows me to invest in invest in everything in people and places I have my um like I'm very big into learning and I keep going back to school for whatever floats my boat um in classes not like college you know like I want to earn certificates and um, things like that. I I just want to know things. So, I mean, I've delved the whole wellness thing. I went down the nuts and berries. I got my Reiki master. I do yoga. Like I just, I've taken it to every level, but I couldn't do any of that if I didn't keep my light bulb on. You know what I mean? I ran my first 5k, what, eight years ago. And I, two years ago, I ran a marathon. Like so I didn't start until I was in my early forties and then I went right and I did a marathon, but where to keep trying new things. I think it's all the light bulb never went off. I will look at something and be like, okay, let's do it. 
And what I learned in growing the real estate business is, so I was a big homework person. Remember, I had to read the HTML. I used to agonize over sending every email. I used to, you know, I was always fixing to get ready, right? Like I was working on everything in the back and working on everything in the back. I learned that sometimes you just have to do it. And consequently, I have had many more successes and many more failures, but the, they're all bigger, you know, like everything is, you fall down. I've gotten really good at standing back up and I know that nothing will, nothing will stop me. I've never had a job, you know, like I went right from all that hustle, figure out what I want to do to create it. I have employees now. I have, you know, when my, I hired my first admin and she bought a car, I flipped out because I felt like I had a car payment, you know, like I had to keep her employed. And now, <laughs> you know, and now I have staff who have kids and I'm sending their kids to college and it's all this thing I built, but it's all just, my light bulb never went off. I, I just always thought it was okay to try. And it's, don't get me wrong. I've fallen off the horse many times. And there are quite a few times I don't want to get back up. And I end up having to come to Jesus with myself. Like, what got you here? What works? What do you know? And go back to basics. It's almost like if you have a cold, you drink extra water and you sleep, right? You take care of yourself. So take care of myself is I go back to my real estate business. This works. And then we can try some other thing on the side. I love that even with the successes and the challenges that you've experienced amongst all the other bumps that we go through life with, right? Mm -hmm. It never deters you. You have your moments where you have to regain sanity and clarity, Yes, but it is never, I mean, I've seen you more in the last two years from an investment and experience side. It's been even more than what I have seen, right? You like through COVID, you were growing up. I have been buying houses like it's my job, which I kind of is, but um, personally, I decided pre-COVID actually, um, which is good. I have a couple real killer investments because of that um, before the run-up, but I decided um, to go back to investing in real estate. I had, at one time I had several properties and over the years, you know, I would sell them off or, you know, just you move things around. And I decided that that is, that was going to be my retirement plan, um, was to own real estate. So I'm up to six investment, well, six and an entire complex. So I don't know how to count that one. Um, it's more than one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that's in Texas. So like that, I branched out, that's out of state. It's a, it's a complex, you know, it's a multifamily unit and I've just, I do my homework and I I've decided to stay in my lane. So little things like I started making candles during COVID um, and selling them. And that is fun. I have people on a subscription basis who get candles, but that was to keep my sanity. That is never going to turn the lights on in the house. But if I didn't have the real estate business, I couldn't do that. Does that make sense? Like I, I need something that it's my foundation. And it allows me to do everything else. But like in COVID, I'm a big traveler and we couldn't travel. And I didn't know what to do with myself. Like I can't network. I can't travel. So I started making candles. It worked. You went through a bunch of entrepreneurial ventures and everything. What is it about entrepreneurialism that has such a, uh, I would say, magnetic attraction to who you are as a person? 
I think it's really cool that like all the things you differently dabbled in and it's just really cool to see that. And I see your like your tone and just your everything lights up when you started talking about those different ventures and what you learned and what you liked about it. But like where does that stem from? Like why entrepreneurialism? There's no ceiling. There's absolutely no ceiling. Um I am the ceiling. I get tired, I can slow down, I want more, I can step on the gas. Um, things can shift by seven figures in months. It's so, you can't do that anywhere else. I really feel like you have a governor on you if you're working for someone else. And don't get me wrong, there's times where I want to slow down and I want that safety. Um, Luckily now I'm 20 something years, 26 years in the real estate, something like that. Um, where that safety is my real estate business now, but there have been times where I was like, I should just get a job. Like there's too much going on in my life right now. I I just want to be on autopilot because we do have, you know, it's a lot. There's an image that I saw. Oh, there's a couple of them. You know, there's the one, what people think success is, and it's a big long line, but what it really is, it's the, and then you get to the top and the takes it out of you, (laughs) you know? so I don't know. It's that there's no ceiling. I can, I, whatever I dream, I can do. And I believe that. And that's what I try to teach my kids. And that's what I try to teach my employees and just share or anybody. If you really want it, you can have it. So what I also heard you say at the beginning, just because I want to, I want to tie two things that you brought up uh, in this talk that was actually just really insightful for me, just getting to know you, Gina, is, um, you brought up the no limit, no governor, like it, abundance that entrepreneurialism brings. And at the beginning, uh, you talked about how like, hey, your husband had a job and it was enough to pay the mortgage, but that job was never going to get you ahead in life. And it was no, actually the ability from entrepreneurialism that would actually allow you to get out of paycheck to paycheck that actually allowed freedom, that actually allowed curation of whatever world and life you wanted to create for your kids and I just wanted to tie those two together for everybody listening that like that's actually what I think is so awesome about this podcast and people like you Gina is that you see the fact that in order for me to get ahead I've got to do something different and I've got to take a risk mm-hmm. and if I bet on myself that's and exactly something that's very passionate say. to me I can actually create something of value to others that actually gets me ahead and out of the rat race and I just want to as I'm hearing that listening, I'm taking notes on it. Like it's such a, it's a great journey, but also those few little tidbits that you brought up resonated into why Dave and I did entrepreneurial impact because it's stuff like this, where someone is passionate, wants a ton of value, wants a different life for themselves. And they took a different path that had risk, but because you were so dedicated to like getting it done and making sure that you had that drive that 20 years later, something that's risky to somebody else is now your safe haven. And now yes. you're able to take on risk that has an even bigger impact and maybe not even just financially, but in the lives of other people and memories and, you know, and, and, and then, and then, and, 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 and there's no limit. So I just think that's cool to put that like ribbon on it and be like that. That's actually a really cool piece for you. Um, and just as an outlier, knowing you since, uh, for the past 24 minutes, uh, it's just a really cool thing to know your story on that one. So I, I think, um, and that sums that you're betting on yourself. I, I was extremely conservative 
Like this was all hard for me. I didn't wake up and think, you know, at 20 something years old and in a new city, new baby, no family. Like I didn't think, oh yeah, let's, I guess I didn't even see the whole big picture. It was just, we had to make money. Like, how can I do this? And I can't do it in any of the boxes that exist out there. So I needed to build my own box. What, even though you were not a risk taker at the beginning, oh, there we what go. was it about that calculated risk that you actually took the first step? Like you actually bet on yourself. So like there takes a lot of confidence, lack of there, whatever the, whatever the thing is that you're talking about, which I get where I think I know where you're going with it. Yeah. I think it's amazing that you're going there because that was going to be the next, my next question is what was the piece that pushed you outside of your comfort zone to take that risk? You have to burn your boats. Like it's, you know, so they hit bottom, burn your boats, whatever. You just, you have to go all in. I, it was the only way I refused to stay on that wheel. You know, I just, I refused to struggle day in and day out and not see my child. Honestly, that was the, like to get nowhere and not see my son that it was not even an option. So it's kind of, any big change that someone has in their life, it's precipitated by pain, really, you know, it's, it's pain. We move towards pleasure and away from pain. And if the pain gets big enough, you'll do the other thing that's also painful. You know, it's the lesser of two pains. So stepping out of my comfort zone and trying to take the risk was not as scary to me as staying on the wheel and never seeing, you know, and not raising my own child and not getting anywhere of staying in that circle. And I really had nothing to lose. I mean, our car went on fire one day. Like we had nothing just from no money. It was old. There was nothing bad. Nobody got hurt. It was just, you know. Hey, man, we if were, you need to you know, have an insurance claim to go through. Aaron, yeah, like, you know, well, the 99 cent dry cleaner was too much. I was in the kitchen ironing. Like I, it was, it was do a sink or swim, do or die. And it just, so it surprises people that I'm as conservative as I am, like my ducks are all in a row on the back end. You know, they really are like the wills there, the everything's in an LLC, the estate, like it is all set up. There's very little debt, you know, only on properties and it's leveraged in cash flows. Like my best investment was purchased at the peak of the market in 05 because I look at the numbers. So um, I take it all seriously. It's very, very serious to me at that level. But once it's going, I am the first person to say, oh, there's nothing on my calendar tomorrow. Let's go to Greece, you know? And, um, and that real estate gave it to me, you know? It really did. Like, I, you have to make sacrifices to get here. What is it? They say spend a few years doing something nobody else does or something so you can live the rest of your life like no one else does. It's sort of, I can't, I'm sure I'm botching it, but no instant gratification in the beginning allows me to have such a beautiful life now. It's silly. It's just silly. And it's not without hardship. Like life happens, you know, there's, and money isn't the cure for all of that. But you know what, when you're not worried about how you're going to keep the lights on, it definitely helps, you know, get through the rest of life. I don't know. I just, I can't, bet on yourself. That's like the whole bet on yourself. If what you're doing, if you're scared to move forward, picture not moving forward. Is that scarier? 
like staying in the same spot for, and sometimes it's not, you know, and that's okay too. Just like I said, sometimes I want to go get a job. Sometimes you need that security so much and it's great. And otherwise I wouldn't be able to employ anybody, you know, like. I like, and I want to backtrack to what you said earlier is that when your employee bought their first car and then huh. bought a house that you were so emotionally invested in your business and your employees that it doubled the motivation and driving factor for you. Mm-hmm. I completely concur. That is not for everybody. Right? No, it's scary. But your experiences and now the impact of what you've done and it's exponential, right? What you oh. do and how you've influenced others. But now when you think back in a little bit of, you know, professional career now, right? And realize that your story can keep getting told, whether it's in this format or in others or face-to-face through coaching, that you can help others. Like, what, are, what does that look like for you going forward? I mean, obviously, you've got a plan, but it's not like your plan is you stepping out completely. Like, what does your plan look like five years from now? See, this is the part where I don't have it all together. Welcome to being an entrepreneur. Um, my future is a little muddy. I'm not quite sure. I'm bent on investing in properties and enough properties to, you know, take care of me. That's my retirement plan. And especially with what the stock market's doing now, we can't count on those, uh, steps to do much. It's bad today. Um, so I, I feel like it's diversified. So that's like the easy high level answer. Um, my youngest has seven more years of school left. And I used to joke that I was cashing it all in and just going to live on an island. And I have said that for years and years and years. And all of a sudden, you know, I start, I think because I've slowed down a little or maybe diversified a little, you know, I have a lot more in the rentals now than I used to. Um, I'm starting to wonder if maybe I could stay here. Maybe I don't have to go to an island. Maybe it'll be okay. Um, I wrote a book during COVID also that I'm absolutely um, terrified to share with anyone other than my editor. Um, oh, wait so a minute. Maybe- Being that I have one of the only signed editions of your TED Talk, I'm going to need a copy of the book to add to my bookshelf. If I ever print it. Um, the act of writing it is one of the hardest things I've ever done. So I don't know. So I get scared too, you know, and maybe I don't know where the, it felt good to finish it. But to actually publish it, there's a whole new level of, I don't know, authenticity, fear, imposter syndrome, name all of those scary things that go through your head that I'm having a very hard time. My coach keeps telling me, okay, well, just give her one chapter to finalize when I wouldn't do the whole book. And I would say yes and then not do it. I just, I'm not there. And I don't know when or if, but when you talk about coaching, I don't, I don't feel like coaching is my thing. I would rather have one. I'm not disciplined enough. I have no S and C on the disc. That would be too hard for me to show up every single day for somebody like that. But, um, the book could do it. I don't know if I'll ever share it. A book release with a supporting speaking engagement behind it. Oh my goodness. I could throw up just thinking about that. So see entrepreneurs, it's not easy. It's not easy. I get that. It's very, very hard. Um, so there's, there's a threshold to anything, right? Like yes. it's, I get it. And I don't think it's fair to say that people succeed without fear. I think we all have fears, 
right? And sometimes it's how big does that fear get? And it takes us a little while to chip away at it, right? To move right. through. And if we move through, but there's enough driving factors there that at some point in time, I imagine it's just a matter for you. It's just a factor of time. Probably. What I could really see on that one is I end up writing a second one before I put, like, so writing it in itself was the gift, if that makes sense. Like getting it all out there and really taking a hard look at everything and, you know, making it cohesive and because it's very, it's, it's not, you know, it's not a book about, it's not what fact fiction, it's not fiction. It's, it's a little, not quasi self-help autobiographical, I guess, you know, it's like, these That's are a title? My, no. <laughs> it doesn't have a title yet. I can't, I haven't, uh, adulting 101 was all of it, you know, like it's got a bunch of different ones floating around there. Um, it does not have a title yet, but they're all the steps it's how, and how they build on each other and how you grow through them and how sometimes you fall back to an old step and it's okay. You didn't lose. You're not starting from scratch. You're just starting from where you left off, you know, and you don't lose that one was really, really hard. You're not starting over. You're starting with experience and it's, you don't lose any of it and none, none of it ever goes away. You know, those lessons are still there. Even if you're not looking at them, even if you're not implementing them that day, we're not perfect. I used to be so black and white. It was crazy. The world is very, very gray. Actually, it's very, very colorful. It's not even gray. So I don't know what's next. Maybe one day there'll be a book or I'll be on an island. Or I really don't know. I have seven years to figure it out. I too am on that seven year precipice. So yes. I do look at that seven year window. And the nice thing about the industries or being in business is that it's no longer the where that matters as much, right? right. The ability to go that I can do wherever, mm-hmm. right? Because we're motivated and moved in a direction and having a background that we can do what we do in our core anywhere. Right. But we've exposed and had those experiences that allow us to do any multitude of things right? wherever we may land. Yeah. So I don't know where that will be. And I don't know what it looks like, but it will be funded by investment properties. Well, there you go. Right. That life by design. I was talking to somebody yesterday. They said, I mentioned life by design because I had a picture of the beach and the sunrise. And they're like, well, I, you know, I want to do what you do. I'm like, you can't. Right, that's that next conversation. You can, uh-huh. we're stopping you. So all of that um, got to me at one point. Um, there was there was one point where I couldn't take that anymore. And maybe it's why, I, it's probably why I won't publish the book. It's why I disappeared off social. It's why, or not, do, but whatever, slow down. Um, I couldn't take that anymore. And they're not necessarily haters, but they're the, I wish I could, or must be nice, or aren't you lucky, or yeah, you have it rough, or, and I'm like, you don't get it. Like, I worked seven years without a day off, <laughs> you know? I didn't get my first manicure till I was 35. I know these, you know, but like, you have no idea. Um, like, we don't know anyone else's story, but I got tired of hearing it. And I just, I tried to make myself smaller, so I wouldn't. And then I just decided that was stupid. And, yeah. um, <laughs> you got a little and, bit larger, right? Ex- yeah, larger, but quieter. Um, less 
Well, we're not talking of, like from a braggadocious standpoint, right? We're well, you're expressing yourself in a way. You may have that from um, a smaller circle. There. I have a much smaller circle. Um, I am much more choosy in what I do with my time and who I spend it with and where I go. And um, I used to just say yes to everything. And not that that, it definitely helped. I got to know people and that's how I learned everything. And I don't have a college degree, you know, like I don't have, um, I read books and I travel and I talk to people, you know, and someone asked me once a couple of years ago, how I knew so much stuff if I didn't go to college. And uh, I'm like, I travel, like I travel, I travel and I talk to people and that's school. It's not even a hard knocks because it's the school of life, you know, like everyone has a good story to tell and there's knowledge everywhere, but I don't know. I did get scared from that. That's a hard, I guess most entrepreneurials have that, but not when they're working really hard, when they're working really hard in the beginning and it's not working, everyone's like, why don't you just get a job? (laughs) And then once it starts to work, they're like, oh, lucky you. And, you know, it's a choice. It's definitely a certain kind of person. Well, listen, I, I really appreciate your time and your honesty with us. And I have enjoyed getting to know you and watching you continue to grow at a, at a rapid pace. And uh, I, I know, you know, Joe probably feels the same way, but your lessons to us, and this is what we got out of, out of doing this each week, is that we're learning and we're growing through others. The cool part about it is, is that, you know, it's one thing to have all these success stories and all these different things and you see all these like social media you talk about instant gratification and uh, trying to keep up with the joneses but i think the coolest part about this entrepreneurial impact podcast is the ability to actually hear the one-on-one stories and get things like who are you betting on and didn't have a choice and you know i basically was doing this for my family and i do think it's really cool to hear the different motivations for people because out there uh have being able to give somebody an uplifting story of like i really resonate with in a story and that like I could actually like make st- make sense of that and that I could actually get some confidence from her and that there is this huge opportunity here and sometimes a lot of your your like I always look at this story as like your mom or your father whoever is always going to try to protect you so they're always going to say is what's the least amount of risk so you don't get hurt but that's actually sometimes the thing that actually limits your greatness so being able to share those stories of people that were highly successful in a high risk yet high reward environment can give people the confidence and really tell the story of why entrepreneurialism has such a great impact, not only with individuals, but also our country. So I, I, I really enjoyed your time today. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I love this a little too much. So I think it's great. Well, we'll have you back sometime. And I actually have gotten our minds that we're going to have to re-interview everybody because we had all these amazing uplifting things. to get into the nitty gritty and hear some of the really rough stories and kind of bring that side of the impact. But like, we talked about what those experiences looked like and how they've impacted. Let's talk about the real impact and the success of driving forward through some of those really traumatic events. Uh, Joe, I think we've got our spinoff series. I'm just saying. Oh my goodness. Careful what you wish for there. <laughs> I thank you, Gina, for joining thank us. Thank you. Joe and I for being another interview on our podcast, Entrepreneurial Impact. Have a great rest of your week.